0: Chapter 1 of Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief Look, I didn't want to be a half-blood. If you're reading this because you think you might be one, my advice is close this book right now. Believe whatever lie your mom or dad told you about your birth and try to lead a normal life. Being half-blood is dangerous. It's scary and most of the time gets you killed in nasty, painful ways. If you're a normal kid reading this because you think it's fiction, great. Read on. I envy you for being able to believe that none of this ever happened. But if you recognize yourself in these pages, if you feel something stirring inside, stop reading immediately. You might be one of us. And once you know that, it's only a matter of time before they sense it too. And they'll come for you. Don't say I didn't warn you my name is percy jackson i'm 12 years old until a few months ago i was a boarding student at yancey academy a private school for troubled kids in upstate new york am i a troubled kid yeah you could say that i could start at any point in my short miserable life to prove it but things really started going bad last may when our sixth grade class took a field trip to manhattan 28 mental case kids and two teachers on a yellow school bus heading to the Metropolitan Museum of Art to look at ancient Greek and Roman stuff. I know, it sounds like torture. Most Yancy field stri- field trips were. But Mr. Brunner, our Latin teacher, was leading this trip, so I had hopes. Mr. Brunner was this middle-aged guy in a motorized wheelchair. He had thinning hair and a scruffy beard and a frayed tweed jacket, which always smelled like coffee. You wouldn't think he'd be cool, but he told stories and jokes and let us play games in class. He also had this awesome collection of Roman armor and weapons, so he was the only teacher whose class didn't put me to sleep. I hoped the trip would be okay. At least, I hoped that for once I wouldn't get into trouble. Boy, was I wrong. See, bad things happened to me on field trips. Oh, like at my fifth grade school when we went to Saratoga Battlefield and I had this accident with the Revolutionary War Cannon. I wasn't aiming for the school bus, but of course I got expelled anyway. And before that, at my fourth grade school when we took a behind-the-scenes tour of the Marine World Shark Pool, I sort of hit the wrong lever on the catwalk and our class took an unexpected swim. And the time before that, well, you get the picture. This trip, I was determined to be good. All the way into the city, I put up with Nancy Boba Fett, that freckly, red-headed, kleptomaniac girl, hitting my best friend Grover in the back of the head with chunks of peanut butter and ketchup sandwich. Ugh! Grover was an easy target. He was scrawny. He cried when he got frustrated. He must have been held back several grades because he was the only sixth grader with acne and the start of a wispy beard on his chin. On top of all that, he was crippled. He had a note excusing him from P.E. for the rest of his life because he had some sort of muscular disease in his legs. He walked funny, like every step hurt him. But don't let that fool you. You should have seen him run when it was enchilada day in the cafeteria. Anyway... Nancy Boba Fett was throwing wads of sandwich that stuck in his curly brown hair, and she knew I couldn't do anything back to her because I was already on probation. The headmaster had threatened me with death by in-school suspension if anything bad, embarrassing, or even mildly entertaining happened on this trip. I'm gonna kill her, I mumbled. Grover tried to calm me down. It's okay. I like peanut butter. He dodged another piece of Nancy's lunch that's it. I started to get up, but Grover pulled me back to my seat. You're already on probation, he reminded me. You know who'll get blamed if anything happens. Looking back on it, I wish I'd decked Nancy BobaFit right then and there. In-school suspension would have been nothing compared to the mess I was about to get myself into. Mr. Brunner led the museum tour. He rode up front in his wheelchair guiding us through the big echoey galleries past marble statues and glass cases full of really old black and orange pottery. It blew my mind that this stuff had survived for uh, 2,000, 3,000 years. He gathered us around a 13 foot tall stone column with a big sphinx on top and started telling us how it was a grave marker, uh, steel, for a girl about our age. He told us about the carvings on the sides. I was trying to listen to what he had to say because it was kind of interesting. But Everybody around me was talking and every time I told them to shut up, the other teacher chaperone, Mrs. Dodds, would just give me the evil eye. Mrs. Dodds was this little math teacher from Georgia who always wore a black leather jacket, even though she was 50 years old. She looked mean enough to ride a Harley right into your locker. She had come to Yancey halfway through the year when our last math teacher had a nervous breakdown. From her first day, Mrs. Dodds loved Nancy Boba Fett and figured I was double-spawn. She would point her crooked finger at me and say, Now, honey, really sweet, and, and I knew I was going to get after-school detention for a month. One time, after she made me erase answers out of an old math workbooks until midnight, I told Grover I didn't think Mrs. Dodds was human. He looked right at me, really serious, and said, You're absolutely right. Mr. Brunner kept talking about Greek funeral art. Finally, Nancy Boba Fett snickered something about the naked guy on the steely, and I turned around and said, Will you shut up? It came out louder than I meant it to. The whole group laughed. Mr. Brunner stopped his story. Mr. Jackson, did you have a comment? My face was totally red. I said, No, sir. And Mr. Brunner pointed to one of the pictures on the steely. Perhaps you will tell us what this picture represents. I looked at the carving and felt a flush of relief because I actually recognized it. Oh, that's Kronos eating his kids, right? Yes. Yes. Mr. Brunner said, obviously not satisfied. And he did this because... Uh, well... I racked my brain trying to remember. Uh, Kronos was the king god and... God? Mr. Brunner asked. Titan, I corrected myself. And he didn't trust his kids who were the gods. So um, Kronos ate them, right? Oh, but his wife hid baby Zeus and gave Kronos a rock to eat instead. And later, when Zeus grew up, he tricked his dad, Kronos, into barfing up his brothers and sisters. Ew! said one of the girls behind me. And so there was this big fight between the gods and the Titans. I continued. And the gods won. Some snickers from the group. Behind me, Nancy Boba Fett mumbled to a friend, like we're gonna use this in real life, like it's gonna say on our job applications, please explain why Kronos ate his kids. And why, Mr. Jackson, Brunner said. To paraphrase Miss BobaFitz's excellent question, does this matter in real life? Busted, Grover muttered. Shut up, Nancy hissed, her face even brighter red than her hair. At least Nancy got packed too. Mr. Brenner was the only one who ever caught her saying anything wrong. He had radar ears. I thought about his question and shrugged. I don't know, sir. I see. Mr. Brenner looked disappointed. Well, half credit, Mr. Jackson. Zeus did indeed feed Cronos a mixture of mustard and wine, which made him disgorge his other five children, who, of course, being immortal gods, had been living and growing up completely undigested in the Titan's stomach. The gods defeated their father, sliced him to pieces with his own scythe, and scattered his remains in Tartarus, the darkest part of the underworld. On that happy note, it's time for lunch. Mrs. Dodds, would you lead us back outside? The class drifted off, the girls holding their stomachs, the guys pushing each other around and acting like doofuses. Grover and I were about halfway out when Mr. Brunner said, Mr. Jackson. I knew that was coming. I told Grover to keep going and then I turned toward Mr. Brunner. Sir? Mr. Brunner had this look that wouldn't let you go. Intense, brown eyes that could have been a thousand years old and had seen everything. "'You must learn the answer to my question,' Mr. Brenner told me. "'About the Titans?' "'About real life, and how your studies apply to it.' "'Oh, what you learn from me is vitally important. I expect you to treat it as such. "'I will accept only the best from you, Percy Jackson.' i wanted to get angry this guy pushed me so hard i mean sure it was kind of cool on tournament days when he dressed up in a suit of roman armor and shouted what ho and challenged us sword point against chalk to run to the board and name every greek and roman person who'd ever lived and their mother and what god they worshipped but mr brunner expected me to be as good as everyone else despite the fact that I had dyslexia and attention deficit disorder and I'd never made above a C in my life. No, he didn't expect me to be as good. He expected me to be better. And I just couldn't learn all those names and facts, much less spell them correctly. I mumbled something about trying harder while Mr. Brunner took one long, sad look at that steely like he'd been at the girl's funeral. He told me to go outside and eat my lunch. The class gathered on the front steps of the museum where we could watch the foot traffic along 5th Avenue. Overhead, a huge storm was brewing, with clouds blacker than I'd ever seen over the city. I figured maybe it was global warming or something because the weather all across New York State had been weird since Christmas. We'd had massive snowstorms, flooding, wildfires from lightning strikes. I wouldn't have been surprised if this was a hurricane blowing in. Nobody else seemed to notice. Some of the guys were pelting pigeons with Lunchable crackers. Nancy BobaFit was trying to pickpocket something from a lady's purse, and of course, Mrs. Dodds wasn't seeing a thing. Grover and I sat on the edge of the fountain, away from the others. We thought that maybe if we did that, everybody wouldn't know we were from that school—the school for losers, freaks who couldn't make it anywhere else. Detention? Grover asked. Nah. Uh, not from Brunner. I just wish he'd let lay off me sometime. I mean, I'm not a genius. Grover didn't say anything for a while. Then, when I thought he was going to give me some deep philosophical compliment to make me feel better, he said, uh, uh, Can I have your apple? I didn't have much of an appetite, so I let him take it. I watched the stream of cabs going down Fifth Avenue and thought about my mom's apartment, only a little way uptown from where we sat. I hadn't seen her since Christmas. I wanted so bad to jump in a taxi and head home. She'd hug me and be glad to see me, but she'd be disappointed too. She'd send me right back to Yancey and remind me that I had to try harder, even if this was my sixth school in six years, and I was probably going to get kicked out again. I wouldn't be able to stand that sad look she'd give me, Mr. Brunner parked his wheelchair at the base of the handicap ramp. He ate celery while he read a be- paperback novel. A red umbrella stuck straight up from the chair and made it look like a motorized cafe table. I was about to unwrap my sandwich when Nancy Boba Fett appeared in front of me with her ugly friends. I guess she got tired of stealing from the tourists and dumped her half-eaten lunch in Grover's lap. Oops. She grinned at me with her crooked teeth. Her freckles were orange, as if somebody had just spray-painted her with face with liquid Cheetos. I tried to stay cool. The school counselor had told me a million times, count to ten, get control of your temper. But I was so mad, my mind went blank. A wave roared in my ears. I don't remember touching her, but the next thing I knew, Nancy was sitting on her butt in the fountain, screaming, "'Oh, Percy pushed me!' Mrs. Dodds materialized next to us. Some of the kids were whispering, Did you? The water. Like it grabbed her. I didn't know what they were talking about. All I knew was that I was in trouble again. As soon as Mrs. Dodds was sure poor little Nancy was okay, promising to get her a new shirt at the museum, gift shop, etc., etc., Mrs. Dodds turned on me there was a triumphant fire in her eyes as if she'd done something she'd been waiting for all semester. Now, honey, I know, a month erasing workbooks. That wasn't the right thing to say. Come with me, Mrs. Dodd said. Wait, Grover yelped. It was me. I pushed her. I stared at him, stunned. I couldn't believe he was trying to cover for me. Mrs. Dodd scared Grover to death. Oh, she glared at him so hard his whiskery chin trembled. I don't think so, Mr. Underwood. But you will stay here. Grover looked at me desperately. It's okay, man. Thanks for trying. Honey. Now! Nancy Boba Fett smirked. I gave her my deluxe I'll kill you later stare. Then I turned to face Mrs. Dodds, but she wasn't there. She was standing at the museum entrance, way at the top of the steps, gesturing impatiently as if to make me come on. How'd she get there so fast? I have moments like that a lot. When my brain falls asleep or something, and the next thing I know, I've missed something, as if a puzzle piece fell out of the universe and left me staring at the blank place behind it. School counselor told me this was part of the ADHD. My brain misinterpreting things. I wasn't so sure. I went after Mrs. Dodds. Halfway up the steps, I glanced back at Grover. He was looking pale, cutting his eyes between me and Mr. Brunner, like he wanted Mr. Brunner to notice what was going on. But Mr. Brunner was absorbed in his novel. I looked back up. Mrs. Dodds had disappeared again. She was now inside the building at the entrance hall. Okay, I thought. She's going to make me buy a new shirt for Nancy at the gift shop. But apparently that wasn't the plan I followed her deeper into the museum when I finally caught up to her. We were back in the Greek and Roman section, except for us. The gallery was empty. And Mrs. Dodd stood with her arms crossed in front of her, crossed in front of big marble frias of the gods. She was making this weird noise in her throat like growling, even without the noise, I would have been nervous. "'It's weird being alone with the teacher, especially Mrs. Dodds. "'Something about the way she looked at the frieze, as if she wanted to pulverize it. "'You've been giving us problems, honey,' she said. "'I did the safe thing,' I said. "'Yes, ma'am.' "'She tugged on the cuff of her leather jacket. "'Did you really think you would get away with it?' "'The look in her eyes was beyond Matt. It was evil. She's a teacher, I thought nervously. It's not like she's going to hurt me, I said. I'll I'll try harder, ma'am. Thunder shook the building. We are not fools, Percy Jackson. It was only a matter of time before we found you out. Confess, and you will suffer less pain. I didn't know what she was talking about. All I could think of was that the teachers must have found the illegal stash of candy I'd been selling out of my dorm room. Or maybe they realized I got my essay on Tom Sawyer from the internet without ever reading the book, and now they were going to take away my grade. Or worse, they were going to make me read the book. Well, she demanded. Ma'am, I don't. Your time is up, she hissed. Then the weirdest thing happened. Her eyes began to glow like barbecue coals. Her fingers stretched, turning into talons. Her jacket melted into large, leathery wings. She wasn't human. She was a shriveled hag with bat wings and claws and a mouth full of yellow fangs. And she was about to slice me to ribbons. Then, things got even stranger. Mr. Brunner, who'd been out in front of the museum a minute before wheeled his chair into the doorway of the gallery holding a pen in his hand what ho percy he shouted and tossed the pen through the air mrs dodds lunged at me with a yelp i dodged and felt talon slash the air next to my ear i snatched the ballpoint pen out of the air but when it hit my hand it wasn't a pen anymore it was a sword mr brunner's bronze sword which he always used on tournament day Mrs. Dodd spun towards me with a murderous look in her eyes. My knees were jelly. My hands were shaking so bad I almost dropped the sword. She snarled. "Da, honey. She flew straight at me. Absolute terror ran through my body. I did the only thing that came naturally. I swung the sword. The metal blade hit her shoulder and passed clean through her body as if she were made of water. Hiss. Mrs. Dodds was a sandcastle and a power fan. She exploded into yellow powder, vaporized on the spot, leaving nothing but the smell of sulfur and a dying screech and a chill of evil in the air, as if those two glowing red eyes were still watching me. I was all alone. There was a ballpoint pen in my hand. Mr. Brunner wasn't there. Nobody was there but me. My hands were still trembling. My lunch must have been contaminated with magic mushrooms or something. <laughs> had I imagined the whole thing? I went back outside. It had started to rain. Grover was sitting by the fountain, a museum map tented over his head. Nancy Boba Fett was still standing there, soaked from her swim in the fountain, grumbling to her ugly friends. When she saw me, she said, I helped Mrs. Care wiped your butt. I said, who? Our teacher. Duh. I blinked. We had no teacher named Mrs. Care. I asked Nancy what she was talking about. She just rolled her eyes and turned away. I asked Grover where Mrs. Dodds was. He said, who? But he paused first and he wouldn't look at me. So I thought he was messing with me. Not funny, man. This is serious, I told him. Thunder boomed overhead. I saw Mr. Brunner sitting under his red umbrella, reading his book as if he'd never moved. I went over to him. He looked up, a little distracted. Ah, that would be my pen. Please bring your own writing utensils in the future, Mr. Jackson. I handed Mr. Brunner his pen. I hadn't even realized I was still holding it. Sir, I said, where's Mrs. Dodds? He's stared blankly at me. Who? The other chaperone, Mrs. Dodds, the pre-algebra teacher. He frowned and sat forward, looking mildly concerned. Percy, there's no Mrs. Dodds on this trip. As far as I know, there has never been a Mrs. Dodds at Yancey Academy. Are you feeling all right?'